0: gentlemen welcome to thunderdome metal reviews in spite of everything and my own choices i'm david Pizzo, and i'm back to walk us through a blast brought to you by antifa aka uh we're talking about progressive radical left communist pinko metal all the various things pick your label we're talking about left-wing metal uh with me as always also in spite of their choices are Gabe, Ben, and Tracy. Jim, how are you on this? For me, four in the morning, for you nine thirty or ten thirty at night. How's how's that going?
1: Seems like we made a better decision than you
0: did
2: at
1: this moment.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: I mean, you know, he is in Berlin and we are
2: where we are. So
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> the, like not all heroes were capes, Tracy. That's what Ben's trying to say. So yeah. <laughs> as we I, discussed this evening.
3: I got a question though, David. Yep which side are you on i
0: <laughs> i'm on the side of melting landlords <laughs> that's what we're gonna, i'm sorry liquefying <laughs> this, this was an amazingly well-timed blast and so far excuse me grab bag insofar so far as i'm in berlin which obviously our listeners wouldn't know and shit here is crazy just like everywhere else and so we've been talking about some of the themes we'll be discussing today you know runaway development hyper-exploitation you know, all the things. All the things. So I'm pretty excited about this. And I have to say I was really uh impressed at the I don't know if I want to say breadth, but kind of of the things we picked. We didn't we really didn't pick the same things. It wasn't like four Rage Against the Machine albums. Not that there's that many left. AKA none left. I think this is the last one, other than Renegades of Funk. But yeah. and I'm giving it away. Of course I picked Rage Against the Machine. I was like, ah, we gotta do that last album. But um And I picked this blast in general just because I don't know if we're ever going to (laughs) do this week we're doing fascist metal. I mean, that's a thing. I don't know if we want to. I probably not. In fact, that's one of the lists of bands that we're not probably going to do. We're doing racist ass black metal this week. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I don't imagine that we'll ever be do like nazi black metal or anything like that but we could do and we've talked about it because we talked about doing step mojo i
0: was just gonna say that i was like oh you mean yeah. step mojo
2: <laughs> like right-leaning
0: sure. um, no, no.
2: Metal. so you know so how, about, how about
0: right-leaning metal that did not participate in january 6th yeah or is not legal under current eu law i <laughs> think yeah, yeah yeah
1: it's an elaborate you're, you're making it too narrow david <laughs> You're
2: well I, I honestly though we can we should talk have this discussion and I guess we can have it here. Yeah, let's do it. That would be a lot easier than doing this. Correct. but I thought because, about that dude. You know, a lot I and mean, a lot of the bands that we've covered while like maybe when they first started in the 70s or 80s or mm-hmm. stuff like that were kind of left-leaning a lot of them are now more right-leaning. For sure. Um you know, not to name Names but Eggadeth and uh, I was gonna say with, with <laughs> faith, sustain. yeah, and I still love that band, you know, even fucking Carrie King and Slayer, like Corn Man, yeah, Corn
1: Jonathan uh,
0: Davis is one of those too, actually. Like, that's it's a, that's a relatively drop, common the trajectory, you
1: the know, guitars for Corn totally. did a uh, a special with old older Huckabee. God
0: damn it!
2: <laughs> I can't. Oh, I mean, <laughs>
1: totally. um, so yeah. I
2: mean, you know, and so there, there is a whole lot of uh, which is a a you know you can say it's symbolic of the fact that as much as we love this and as much as we might think of metal as being a rebellious move music, it is a rebellious movement music of like two generations past.
0: Oof, that's devastating. But I think you're right. War pigs. It ain't. Right, right. Cause that's yeah. the thing. In terms of its roots, in many ways, it was precisely that—not not just in terms of spookiness, transgressive, but politically. I mean, War Pigs. Well, they wanted to call the album War Pigs, and the record album had to stop them. I mean, yeah. like, maybe don't lead with this. You call me
3: fucks, and I'm well. Don't, I think no, it's. Sorry, I think that's really interesting him. too, because like. You know, maybe whoever is going to listen to these these albums that we're talking about in 40 years will be like, "Wow, how regressive they were!" Sure, you know, like 100%. or like how, what what reactionaries? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like because I while well, I see what you're saying, Ben. Uh, by the mm-hmm. same token, I feel like it's highly contextual, and we're of course, you know, we're able to say like, "Oh, look at those boomers! Like, what do they know?" Or like, "Look at what you know, where we are now, and stuff like that." But mm-hmm.
0: Or said a different way. They wake you up from cryo sleep and they're like, the cult war's over. We won. Yes, I guess we finally sucked it to those capitalist swine, eh, comrades? No, no, yeah. Austin. We won. Oh yes, quite. Long live capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, as i as I talked to you from a hotel that used to be in East Berlin. Yeah, no, it uh context matters and it varies yeah. all the time. So yeah, I don't know how this yeah. is gonna play out. We're in this moment of extreme polarization. I feel like reaction is I mean, not that it's like scorekeeping, like fucking table tennis, but I feel like reactions—it's doing pretty well right now. I feel like mm-hmm. they're, I feel like they're undergoing what I'm going to call a renaissance. By which I mean, holy fuck, what the hell? Anyway, we, we don't have to get into all that. But this is—I mean, I think we live in an era where fascism has returned. That's what I feel. Yeah. Um, well,
2: yeah, me too. Uh, obviously, um, especially considering what I studied.
0: Yeah. But. Oh, what you mean, The all the ways that the boys in blue keep us safe? Is that how you describe that's your dissertation exactly. topic?
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's <getting> an <laughs> abstract. That's,
1: the,
0: that's what it says at the top. That's the subtitle
1: Boys in the Blue Keeping Us, safe. Keep us safe. safe. That's right.
0: Yeah. Blue <laughs> is spelled B L U U, both of them, louts. Oh, man. Mm. So, I guess then, so that's kind of why I picked it. And I'm glad I did, and it was food for thought. Should we talk? I guess we can talk as we get to each one about why we picked each one. I guess it would be making most sense. So anything else you think we need to do by way of Einführung in terms of introducing introducing this mofo?
1: I don't think so. I think these are all um, first comers besides Raising Its Machine, actually. Interesting enough.
0: Yeah, I thought briefly it was like, did we do Panopticon? But I don't think so.
2: No, we've talked about it some, but I don't think we've ever done it.
1: No, yeah, because when we did, I'm drawing a blank on now some oh. album halfway through, 700. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I know at one point and I can't remember who it was with, but you were talking about doing a split EP, but we decided not to do that. Mm. that Panopticon was on with somebody else, and we've done that band, but I don't remember who it was. Anyway, my pick was Panopticon's fifth studio album, Kentucky. It was released on June 12, 2012 on Pagan Flames Productions. Had a runtime of 20, minutes and 43 seconds. The lineup is A. Loon on vocals, guitar, electric acoustic resonator, bass, electric acoustic drums, the whistle, banjo. He wrote the lyrics and he did the arrangements. Um, and John Becker came in and played the violin and it was mixed and mastered by Colin Marston. And A. Loon did the recording and I will assume the production. And the reason that I chose this is, well, I'm from Kentucky, as where two of the other people on the podcast currently reside. Um, I am the first male in my bloodline to not work in the mines, and this is basically um, a union-strong representation of struggles for mining rights.
0: I have never heard an album that more effectively blends like Woody Guthrie and shit from the 30s, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, black metal. It's such a, It's not an obvious combination, but uh, I, not to give it away, but I feel like it works.
1: Yeah. And this is when we talked about uh, Wayfair yeah. two weeks ago, a week ago, when we talked about them, like, um, this is obviously something I said. So similar in the sense, like, it combines kind of like that, that Western, uh, Sound to it, this is obviously much more of a country southern sound to it, but it's still got that like that twang that you don't obviously associate very often with metal that I think is similar to. And like, um,
3: I want to add to this uh comment that brings those two bands together that the concept for this album is a lot stronger and a lot more compelling than the Wayfair record, like by leaps and bounds just because there is there are plenty of places to grab onto uh, even if you don't know the history that's being spoken to because of the use of samples and because of the use of songs that are you know not by the band but older and thematically related so i think that in that sense it feels like much more immediate connection to wayfair is doing you know american gothic or maybe like sort of southern black metal but this is really like putting you in that geography by way of the the theme um and it, the historical themes
2: yeah and to that point Gabe, and now you mentioned it, so i want to follow it up here i mean three of the tracks on here um not to start talk about the tracks but i just want to get this out of the way come all you coal miners uh which side are you on? and black waters are all songs that are written by women in the from Appalachia during the heyday of like activist movements in the twenties and thirties. So I mean there is an immediacy that they are, are are getting by covering those.
1: Yeah, much I feel like that I would say in very term very much like in a wrestling terms, a uh, wafer is a gimmick. Panopticon is kind of living the gimmick in the sense of like you're not getting a gimmick all of it. This is very much dyed in wool real terms, because I think. Mm-hmm. Spotify has him when it's coming out of Louisville, Kentucky, but I think he's actually more out of the holler than that. Like, I think he's more from further east and just kind of operates out of London, out of Louisville now currently.
0: I think he may be oh, to Colorado, but yes, yeah. He was, I mean, just to get a record produced, he had to move to Louisville.
1: But yeah. And so, so I think, say, ben.
2: well, there's two guys in the band. I don't think they were in the band at the same time. One of them was from New York, the other's from Memphis. Sure.
0: Ben Otskan but no matter what conceptually as Gabe said it is very firmly anchored and auditorily in terms of yes. soundscape it is and yes. again I like Way Wayfair but this is I don't want to say more authentic I kind of hate the death square for the authenticity but it is I think anchored as, as well so like embedded in what it's trying to do and mm-hmm. I don't know it's it I think it works quite well here and I've listened to Pandopticon a little bit the same week I listened to Perkta because I guess I'm insane I think it was one of those like, you murdered this other thing. I was like, Oh, I mean, they're very s-
1: they're very similar. They're just in some ways
0: yes. and some um, ways no. Him is for cross. <laughs> one is more likely to summon Krampus and
3: one is more likely <laughs> to <laughs> whisper in your ear and take your soul. <laughs> <than> the <other. laughs>
2: and, the, and the other is more likely
0: to get you unionized and killed in a when strike arrive. So they're yeah. different fates away. There you go. That's the Pinkertons it. are here. Well, I'm glad you chose it because I've not done a, I don't know, let's not call it a deep dive. There's only one album, but I've not done a sort of a run through like this one of their albums. Uh, I will confess I probably only swam most of these three times compared to usually it's more like 10, but I did my best. But this one I liked. It was I don't know if I would say it brought me joy because, oh, shit. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's brutal. I don't know we do a lot of that, but this one. This uh, between the silicosis and the, I just all of it. It's, it's, and I guess it probably slaps differently. I don't know if I'd feel that way if I lived in Oregon, right? It's something uh-huh. about as an outsider who came into Kentucky and embraced it and realized that it was both one of the most beautiful places I've ever known and a fucking hellscape at the same time. I mean, it's both those things. And I'm not a goddamn cold miner. Like, I don't yeah. even, <laughs> I'm, I don't even know the depth. This is pun intended, width and depth of the shaft. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm also from I think the river counties, or we, you. I guess you, both of you, are from the river counties, right? Yeah. I don't know if we consider Livingston. Well, oh, it's right on the
2: river, right? It is definitely river county. Because, uh, but I mean, you know, it, it, there. As I said, my family's coal miners, but they were living in this part of the state because there was coal mining going on in this part of the state. It's not sure. as famous or the the same kind of like it's not the strip mining that's going on in Appalachia, of course. But um it is something that is very Kentucky and of course this is talking about that you know eastern Kentucky, West Virginia kind of thing.
0: but whole mountaintop removal you mean? Yes. Geez, <laughs> whole there. mountains vanishing and then they abandoned exactly. the community. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but I also think that it helps that the, the this is so short. Agreed. Oh, so yeah,
0: I don't know what it would be like. I thought about that. Like if I had another hour on this because I were Fred Durst, I'm like what what would that be
3: like yeah it's interesting it? that you should mention this is so short because i like i would say one of my one of my big complaints about this is that some of the tracks are just so so long and it's not unique to this album it's unique to black metal
2: <laughs> and
3: 100%. so i think that you know that economy is maybe a little off from my perspective as someone who is not uh regularly listening to just straight up black metal. That said, this isn't straight up black metal. I think that's one of the draws. You know, you have those um, you know, um you have that authentic material from from back in the day that's not by the band to kind of break things up a bit.
2: Agreed. And also shorten things because you're right, the tracks that they that or I guess he he wrote himself are like very low. <laughs> we got some 10 minutes tracks and stuff on here in between the two and three minute ones
1: hmm so it's also interesting he wrote released two albums in 2012 which has the social services has a much more traditional black metal sound to it but this is my third album that i've like i'm gonna say fourth because this 2018 album was a double album
0: i knew it i was like 2018 tracy is it 2018
1: <laughs> well that's where i first met him and listened to him and it's like and they were released like a couple months apart april 6th and At the same time, but um, one album is entirely black metal. The other one is blues, western country. Oh,
0: it's like separated out.
1: Yes, like it's entirely separated. And so it's a very interesting kind of sound to it. Then, and then the twenty twenty one, like he does a very good job of interweaving them and kind of jumping back and forth throughout the entire album. And so, like, it's interesting. He's like his songwriting change and stuff. And I think like even the splits he does with bands and stuff, like that is. You don't know, like if you come to a, a Panopticon album, I think, like a song blind, like you don't know if it's going to be like this country western thing or if it's going to be much more of the black metal thing or like I'm not a like, well, country western, like you know, Johnny Cash, country western, not kind of vibe to it.
0: So you mean not like Paradise Lost? Correct. Where you always know.
1: I'm never going to live that down.
0: No, I mean,
1: <laughs> I think we
0: exist to rib each other a little bit. Oh, no, we all of us have had those moments on here. Especially yep. you and me, Tracy.
1: <laughs> I have no have no shame sticking my foot in my mouth.
2: <laughs>
0: Amazing, but yeah, I see what you're saying because I didn't realize there was a double where he'd like bifurcated the the thing. That's interesting. Yep, is the Bluegrass
1: album good? I guess it must be. I mean, if you... I mean, so in the 2018, I'm the scars of man on the once nameless wilderness, part one. Like I remember reading somewhere that he had a lot of notes like. Do not listen to on fucking shitty speakers. Just listen to it with (laughs) headphones or something like that. Because it's very much a down-to-the-bare-bones black metal album. Like, you're going to have some roughness in it. And the other country album is like, it's pretty damn good. Like, bluesy country acoustic album. But, yes. Is
0: it bluegrass or is it country?
1: Both. Like, it's old-school country. Like, it's Willie Nelson. Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, you just said that, sort of Johnny Cash. I got it. Which, you know, obviously there was some overlap in those genres, given Dolly Parton in Tennessee and, you know, Willie Nelson, there's some of that too. Which I did not appreciate until I moved to Kentucky, because I thought it was all just redneck music. I mean, I'm not from the East Coast, and so I didn't engage with Bluegrass in any way at all until I saw it through Robin's eyes, my wife, because she really loved Bond in the Mash, you know, which was a, a Bluegrass album coming out of Paducah, so... I'm not sure I would have responded to this very well 20 years ago. I mean, not that it existed, but you know what I mean in terms of my personal evolution. Yeah. So, yeah. so you picked you picked a good time, Tracy. I mean, excuse me,
2: Ben. This was Ben's pick. Ben, in terms of yeah, well, it's it's because of Tracy. Tracy had turned me on to it, so giving him the credit's fine. Sure. Um, oh, I'm in. He's living in Ely Minnesota now. I live there.
0: Oh, I knew it was somewhere else. Yeah, somebody said Colorado. We were trying to remember last night, but because my the colleague that. We ran into it, Slayer with Ben is here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's he's one of the professors here, that German who loves harder metal even than we do. He'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to a festival for four days in the middle of the woods in Illinois. You know, every band has killed someone. Like, right. Oh. I'm like and worn their bones. I'm like, I don't know, Oliver. <laughs> so he's here. I was like, were
1: you ask him <laughs> for album recommendations. You just made him album and it's not even on ironically. it's just like no it's an awesome
0: <laughs> no he's like this this makes Mayhem look like a bunch of little girls anyway no. He, um...
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: so when awesome. I told him how, how many albums we had he was like what or, excuse me how many episodes we done he was like what are you talking about I was like oh I think it's pushing 700. he's like how I'm like I don't know Tracy gives us a lot of homework man what do you want me to say <laughs> Tracy's like yeah. pick up the pace guys like I need you to Anyway, just blame advice. it on Tracy. Blame it on Tracy. The spreadsheet. The spreadsheet abides. Never ending. Never ending. So should we uh, get into tracks, maybe, or anything else? Yeah, man. Let's cover, do it. Uh, Overall, all right. So I guess Ben lead us uh, off.
2: I mean, get your get your drinks ready because I'm going to say all of them. Hell yeah. Even the long ones, which you know I don't normally go into like super super ass long songs, but I thought that. Or for this
0: well i think it helps a tiny bit the interpretation varies the samples there's some things that break it up just a little bit more than uh standard black metal for eight minutes eight. or whatever
2: yeah um I would say. yeah and you know anyway that the and there's also not just a, a whole lot of tracks anywhere there's like what eight so eight
0: well, gentlemen, keep those drinks up, and I apologize that mine is coffee and not bourbon. But it was admittedly 4:45 a.m. I would say all of them as well. I would take this ride,
1: Howard. See if that trick worked again.
0: Take the shut up. I just start drinking bourbon at 5 a.m. <laughs> Dude, I got to work today. Anyway, um, yeah, I would say all of them. I think it, you know, even the like, they, I just think they work pretty well. You know, and, and that, that sort of highs, it goes up, it comes down. It's got varied instrumentation. And again, I might feel differently if I were from Iowa or whatever, but for me, this was the slaps. I'm interested to hear what Gabe thinks, given the hold that Boston Public Schools has over his psyche. We'll see but,
3: what is more that? on that, more on this? that?
0: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing, which is what you're um, going to be in a moment, Lone Star
3: yeah i mean i think that i like you'll see much later on the program that i think that the concept of this appeals to me a lot more than the execution i think that the best chunk of this record is three to six so that uh kamal ye coal miner is black soot and red blood which side are you on and killing the giants as they sleep i think that kind of of the long songs uh black soot and red blood is is the most efficient use of that huge amount of time i really enjoy the f- the fiddle playing on this and the banjo is also all right but i think what's overused and not very good is like the recorder or the whistle or whatever that is that they're doing Who, is it's it, a I, no I apologize game. i apologize to the dude who's playing it but like it you can't play it in tune it's physically impossible and it just i don't know it's kind of bad because it's so exposed but i don't know if you can really do anything about that I think it's the most like, flute we've heard since was it chemicon yeah <laughs> that yeah that
0: Aztec thing.
3: it doesn't sound like flute
0: to it me is it sounds like
2: as good as that though <laughs> it sounds like recorder
0: yeah my right like fourth of grade of, recorder i was gonna it say was right the same of, dude
2: who played everything except the fiddle slash violins uh you know it, it,
0: it reminded me of my playing hot cross buns as a fourth grader on the mm-hmm. <laughs> nice i think it's
2: we we think it's technically supposed to be a tin whistle which makes sense Sure. You're a tin whistle. I'm um,
3: 100%. So yeah, that middle chunk of the record, I think, is where where the money is. The show.
1: Mm. So, Nobody's surprised. All of them.
2: No okay.
0: Pay. coffee at an astronomical rate.
2: <laughs> That's one question. Yeah. That brings us to David's pick, uh, which he has already said was The Battle of Los Angeles. Rage Against the Machine's third studio album, released on November 2nd, 1999. Runtime of 45 minutes and 12, or excuse me, 16 seconds. Released on Epic. Brendan O'Brien was the producer. Rage Against the Machine is Zach Delarocco on vocals. Tom Merillo on guitars. Tim Cumberford on bass and Brad Wilkes on drum. And it did have a lot of people in the production, but no additional musicians.
0: So... I picked this because I wanted to, I mean, this is essentially what almost inspired The Blast for me. I was like thinking about Gratrix Machine, and I wanted to round out, you know, we've done the other two. I don't Uh remember what order we did them in, but we've done...
1: Evil Empire first. No, we used Machine first, then Evil Empire.
0: The self-titled, and then... And and I won't argue that this one is as historically important as the self-titled. I think that one for a lot of reasons sort of kicked it off and I think Rage suffered a tiny bit from a first album that was too good you know in terms of following it up I mean I like Evil Empire but I would argue and there are people I'm sure who would you know impale me I think musically this one is probably the best one and maybe that's heresy but I think they've really grown into their own it's well executed and just to give people some context because some of our viewers are age but some of them are younger. You know, this really was part of that whole surge in terms of the battle of Seattle, which I think is what it was in part a reference to, right? The some of the stuff that was happening in terms of the anti-globalization movement. I mean, things kind of seem to be cresting in ways that, as we discussed in other episodes, turned quite sharply on September eleventh, which we don't have to get into here again. But I mean, in some ways, in hindsight, this to me looks like maybe the end of an era a little bit, just in terms of what you could get away with and have an album still distribute their shit and in terms of what America cared about. I mean, we've discussed this multiple times, how there's really a turn in a lot of ways in terms of what kind of music gets on the radio and what's permissible. And I mean, it's, I don't want to overstate this given I'm in Berlin, but you know, that era in many ways was quite oppressive, the one that came after this one. So this to me feels... Uh, maybe sort of bittersweet. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. But anyway, I really love this record. And it probably is the one I listen to the most of Rage. In terms of when I'm like, I want to listen to some Rage. This is probably the one I'm going to spin. So that was probably too long an introduction. But that's that's why I picked this.
2: Um, before anybody else jumps in, I just want to back up some of the stuff that David was saying here. Because this not only went multi-platinum, but it was the number one Time Magazine critic pick for the year 1999, 1990 and the Rolling Stones critic pick for 99 um Gorilla Radio won a Grammy award in 2001 Act. but that was of course before yep. at least I think it happened before the September 11th but they're, they're effectively expunged from radio after that yep so, they're one of the most obvious
0: casualties to me yeah. or corporate Avenger who we haven't reviewed yet but I think we should at some point that we could
1: argue about anyway I came close to picking them for my pick so nothing going on. Sure,
2: that, that would make sense, but I mean, corporate Avenger. Well, you can say that they were a casualty, but they were nowhere near as. as oh as God, no! Big You're right. As it's
0: as, a, yeah. The this here, it's like literally a rubber band snapping back in terms of they go from being critically acclaimed and on MTV to just vanishing, which they you know didn't help with some of their own choices. Not to get into you know, I mean, my God, they're even touring again right now, currently, or they were um, recently, and I'm like, are you were... gonna? but no new album for you <laughs> i'm like oh are you gonna put out i guess not
2: well i think zach got injured like broke his leg or something so they canceled some oh, shows yikes. And, and then and i don't i don't know this so the of, uh, but then they also got inducted as we are recording this into the rock and roll hall of fame like the week before um and the only one who showed up for that was tom Morello, and he gave a blistering speech about it what did he say so, um basically stuff that you know that I, I, it would, it's long. Um, I would encourage everyone to go listen to it because I'm just going to hit some high points and, sure. and, you know, I don't remember all of them, but basically that some of the, it was there because or he was the only one who showed up because the band didn't know whether they should accept it or not, because, you know, they're anti-authoritarian sure. and that is authoritarian. And Tom said that he was there to accept it because he thought that a place that, Preserve the history of rock music as rebellion was important, but you know. Then he also like went on a like you know we have inspired a lot of, of other artists and other genres, and the fight continues basically. Mm-hmm. But I would I would like I said encourage you to go listen to it because I'm not doing it justice.
0: Um. So uh, the rest of you know this album right to some degree.
1: Yes. So I've I've told the story a couple times about my uh bmg ordering thing <laughs> somehow this album made it past the mom sensor somehow this album the made cover past
0: maybe <laughs> right it's pretty uh, but you
1: look at the lyrics and stuff too and somehow it made it past what so i was just like okay cool so like i had this Smash album. From, the like, state? i had this album from like 2000 so so i like i grew up listening to this album a lot too and it was very interesting it's very interesting to hear like because obviously so it's like, this just sounds cool. Like, I'm 11 years old, 10, 12 years Like, a lot of this shit's just kind of, like, in one ear, out the other part of it, too. Like, so, like, it wasn't until later in life, and her was like, oh, okay. I just remember, like, looking through the liner notes of the album and seeing all, like, these um, non-profit organizations, they think, and calling attention to as you're looking through it. And, I mean, it's, like, hundreds of them. And I was like, what are all these things? I'm you know, kind of, like, to myself, like, what are they mentioning these specifically what did they do like it was just this whole lot of confusion for a very not even teenager at the point like oh what did i just step into
0: how Interesting. i mean but you know surely the the part of you that was almost a teenager and wanted to rebel i'm sure there was some ways in which it like even not an understanding where they were talking about it appeal i mean clearly you listen yeah. to it over and over
1: yeah definitely
0: how intriguing and then Gabe, what's what's your relationship with this album?
3: So um when this was when this came out, I kind of totally missed it. And I knew people in my high school who were into them, but I never like caught the bug because I didn't really have anybody to introduce me to it. And I was just like not quite politically conscious when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. Why not? And, Gabe? and uh I think that had I been politically conscious, it might have made more sense to me. But like back then, my thinking my, you know, rather idiotic thinking was like, these guys are essentially mixing rap and rock, which Red Hot Chili Peppers already did and much better. And like, what what's the big deal? And, you know, obviously that's an idiotic thing to think, but it also just is an uninformed opinion. And this is the only album that since then I've spent a little bit of time with. And it's really been very recently. It's not like, you know, I've been listening to this record for 10 years or something like that. And I have to say a really quite impressed with it and that was even before i started really paying attention to any of the lyrics because i finally was able to like wrap my head around what it was they were doing that was so cool um like i kind of had a vague idea and of course the you know the groove and like i heard gorilla radio on the radio like incessantly and that's i hated that like i was just sure i was over it but that was the 90s and you know that was what was popular You know, so, but what really struck me was just like what makes this band kind of genius. And that is, you know, they take basically the spirit of Jimi Hendrix. They take the spirit of rock and roll uh, played by, you know, guitar god, essentially. You tack on like what Tom Morello is doing with his guitar, which is like these sampling and turntable techniques, but just like pretending that the guitar is doing that. And then, you know, adding this just thick layer of groove, mm. um, it's just it's just phenomenal. Like, it's just um, really easy to, like, get wrapped up by it and uh, find it ins- insanely cool and almost instantly wrapped up. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm glad to hear it because you were one of the ones I was like, I don't know what he's going to do this because I know your relationship with metal from this period is ambiguous, right? Like, I'm not. To yeah, claim it, this is just new metal, but you know
3: what I'm saying? <laughs> And this is totally, um, they're riding a similar wave to a lot of other bands that were not doing this. They didn't have the same content. You know, they're just like, Uh I mean, this is how many years apart from Hot Dog Flavor Water? (laughs) It's, I mean, like it's, it's like very, very close is my point and Uh couldn't be more different. Fred Durst sucks at rapping um zach de la roca does not suck at rapping frederous has absolutely zero to say this guy has everything to say and it's it's poetic it's not just like just it's not just rap so i mean i don't mean to like just gush all over the thing but like i think that there is a reason why they you know were finally inducted and not that the induction necessarily means anything in itself but it's like you know they finally took notice it's like a you know again let's let's um Hammer on the boomers, like, just be like, it's a boomer institution. And they, you know, finally figured it out.
0: Red Durst, Pistol Whip by Eddie Van Halen. Zach De La Rocha, as far as I know,
3: not Pistol Whip by Eddie Van Halen.
2: Not that we know.
0: That's right. Not that we know of. <laughs> so, well, yay, I'm happy. I mean, I didn't expect anybody to totally hate it, but you never know. Because sometimes Gabe is like, I know you have nostalgia for this, but it's shit. And we're like, uh, he's probably right.
1: <laughs> and I was I was wondering how Gabe would appreciate the new metalness of this album as well because this album yeah. is new metal uh, fuck. <laughs> it's just like, well that's yeah. sort
3: of what I was that's sort of what I was talking about with the uh, Fred Durst, but also like other bands that were doing the same yeah. kind of like groovy, For like sure. just ba- bob your head like the entire time. But I think that there's more there, especially with what Tom Morello is doing, and it's really let's just say like Zachary LaRocca is you're, he's doing something you could call rapping, but like it's not necessarily so heavy on the rap side of things it's really on the rock side of things which i think was also like a miscalculation of my teenage brain it was like you know what is this actually doing it's not really doing a rap thing it's doing a rock thing but it uses that rap sensibility maybe hip-hop sensibility for
0: sure Mm -hmm.
3: which in some ways grounds it very much in la to me
0: (laughs) there's a lot of ways and i know they i think they made it harvard and obviously they've got or at least tom and, and zach did but There are ways in which they were very, very much Los Angeles, as this album asserts quite in your face. This is also the year of the Sabatista movement, (laughs) you know, and just in terms of some of the stuff going on. And I, you know, again, a thing that's sort of been memory hold, but uh, not in, I'm sure in the Yucatan, I'm sure they remember quite vividly, Um, but for, for cracker ass crackers north of the border. Uh, Ben, you haven't said a whole lot about this other than co-signing the context issue of just, again, just not to put you on the spot, but what,
2: what thoughts on this overall uh, you know i mean i w- i got on the ride with the first album um, much like Same. you david um so i was i was here for this i do think that i i don't know that i appreciated the album as much in the time as i did the first one um but i do think if you look back on it now with hindsight as i listened to it i do think that the band sounds better and that they their writing had gotten more complex Gorilla Radio still has some of the stuff that like kind of kills me now about the first album where the 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 lyrics are so repetitive, but a lot of the other tracks on the album don't really suffer from, you know. It's not a fuck you, I won't do what you tell me like eighteen <laughs> times. Which I appreciate, <laughs> but like come on. You could. Can... <laughs> it's you that can really that.
0: is jarring because I was you know, I know these words by heart, but still I had the lyrics on. On Apple from the previous album, and I looked, and so to see the same line, like you know, just visually going, yeah, by, I'm like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, that makes sense. But Ben, you I'm and I are a- old, older and maybe not wiser, but I, I think we've not seen things in the last 20 years that have dissuaded us from a lot of what he's yeah. asserting.
2: No, not at all. Um, and I put a link for you guys in the chat, uh, to the oh. speech that Tom Morello gave, but I just want to rattle off the end of it because I think it says the, um, what the point that i was trying to make um and it's quote fans often ask what can i do let's start with these three things one dream big and don't settle Two, aim for the world you really want without compromise or apology and three don't wait for us rage is not here but you are the job we set out to do is not over now you're the ones that must testify if you've got a boss joining union if you're a student start an underground paper if you're an anarchist throw a brick if you're a soldier or a cop follow your conscience not your orders it's time to change the world, brothers and sisters, or as, or as hey, bear a bare minimum to up a shitload of trouble. Shit. Amen.
0: Yeah. What a time to be alive. Hmm. Oh, if anything, I think, and we don't have to get into this, I think, if anything, the things they're describing have gotten worse.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I would agree with that.
1: There was hope in 99. There's not hope now.
0: I think there's some now, and again, we don't have to go to, I mean, I, you know, I've been spending a bunch of time with the students here. There are a lot of things that encourage me in terms of this generation, and I know we don't have a ton of them listening to us. But Gen Z and even more Gen, a- Gen Alpha, I think, are going to burn the whole thing down. My fear is, how broken will it be by the time they grab the stick, right, the joystick, and try and like? I don't. Will it be in time to pull it up? Because there are ways in which I know it's very popular to shit on Gen Z or millennials for that matter. But one, I don't think those things are fair, and two, I don't know. I think this generation, even more than the millennials who are also on this, you know, that's a couple of you, I guess. Or well, I guess Gabe is What are you, are you a geriatric millennial Gabe? Is that what Is that what
3: <laughs> are, are you trying to start a fight with me? <laughs> Whereas I'm an infantile jack. <laughs> are you trying to get punched in the mouth? No, um, okay. I'm uh, No, I'm I'm not um well, see I'm not really a millennial because I I grew up in a house that at first did not have internet so oh, like shit. by that yeah. definition i am not a millennial but i often get lumped in with them and that's that's fine
1: <laughs> amazing
3: well tracy i think embraces the label but anyway i
0: mm-hmm. think
1: i mean he, i'm a millennial there's no way of avoiding it
3: there's no way around
0: it but uh you know i think that the, the two generations coming up below you guys or at least below tracy or the reinforcements we need but again i'm worried the plane will have already hit the fucking mountain by the time they grab the controls so uh-huh. and i Gen I X. Even...
1: I we would even just, say a band made up of the generation behind me is calling for the uh, the people in front of us to, to hurry up a little bit. We'll see that in the, the next album.
0: We will. I thought
3: about that. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but what they're saying is hurry up and die. <laughs> That's
0: exactly what they're saying. <laughs> <That> is, literally. <laughs> Hashtag hurry up and die. <laughs> I'm not even mad. It's amazing. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. So yeah. uh, songs, maybe I feel like we're uh, we pro- approaching the song asymptote. Sorry, go on, Tracy.
1: I was just gonna say I'm gonna jump ahead of you on the songs and say this is one of those albums like kind of like all of them. Like it's just such a unknown quality and force of itself that it's like how do you avoid it? Like it's just you don't.
0: I mean, I'll. I guess this we already. Yeah, no, every one of these fucking songs, and I like the. I feel like they knew to. St- how to make an album in some ways which to i don't want to say it's a lost art but you know we don't listen to albums we like we don't interface with music in the same way especially people younger than us but as an album yeah i love every one of these fucking songs it has some songs like you know maria that slow down and you know ashes in the fall which then sort of pulls back in some ways and then war within a breath punches you right in the face i don't know i think it's a well-constructed album and you know i think if anything i love Gorilla radio i'm very nostalgic for it but i know it was really overplayed even for me gabe i'm like uh, you know it was so everywhere uh but i think a lot of the songs are that stronger, or maybe even better actually so i know for whatever reason i don't know why that was picked as the one that this is the one that needs to be on the radio
2: but i mean because it's it is a protest song but it's kind of innocuous if you don't know that it's a protest i think song. you're right
0: and has a um, radio
2: in it yeah it lights out gorilla radio turn that shit up and they're re- referencing a lot of other like bands that had influenced sure. them so i mean it's a love letter to protest music mm-hmm. in a lot of ways you know i'll go ahead and say i guess i'll say take the ride because like i i have been with this album for so long i don't that I listen to it as an entire album a whole lot anymore. I think I just kind of pull stuff off of it. I will say I think that the first half of the album, so like the first six or seven tracks, I like a little bit better than the back half, but they're all good.
3: Yeah, I would also say Take the Ride. I mean, I think that while I don't think all of the songs are equally good, I think that the album just works if you listen to it straight through. And I just want to shout out uh, two tracks in particular that I really, really dig. One is... Maria, holy God, like what, what, what an amazing track and Ashes in the Fall, which maybe last year at some point, maybe it was, maybe it was even the year before I listened to this record, you know, I was listening to this record more often and I kept coming back to that track. I was like, damn, so good. And I still really, really dig it. I really dig the sounds on that, that track. um, And I just get swept up in it every time. So I, you know, that song last night
0: because I hadn't, you know, heard it in a while. I have to admit, this is the album I listened to the least for this week. Not because I don't love it, but I knew this album like the back of my hand. But that song, like the immediacy of it and the sounds it makes, I mean, it, I don't know, it affected me in a way that I'm not sure it even did back then in terms of how desperately terrified I am of the moment we're in. And it just, it just, as you say, sweeps you along. It's so good. I hate this timeline so much.
2: Which brings us to Tracy's bit.
0: <laughs> yes it does i think faster. they will agree <laughs> I know. oh i think they will too
2: they
1: yeah, definitely hate it
2: the offering and their second full length from 2022 seeing the elephant released on november 4th of that year on century media records runtime of 51 minutes and 43 seconds the band is not listed here hold on a second let me go back to where it actually is listed the band is steve finn on drums Mashad George on guitars, Alex Richichi on vocals, and Spencer Matala on bass. So, why this one, Tracy?
1: So, this album kept showing up on end of year list last year, but a lot of like things is like, I didn't hear it before the end of the year. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it. So, listen to it at the beginning of this year. And I was like, holy fuck, these guys are fucking pissed. And when you had the end, gave the original assignment of picking Antifa, I was like, all right. Who do I want to go? And I thought for a bit doing the corporate Avenger album. It was like, well Yeah, sure, of course. I, I like it, but like I haven't heard enough. And then it was like, you know what? Actually this is fairly new. Let's fit this in here. I think this would make a, a great fit into the the category that's been requested. We'll get
0: that corporate about uh, out uh, corporate adventure album eventually. We'll we'll yeah. do some other thing where it makes sense. Indigenous metal or I don't know. We'll figure it out. But well, I'm glad you picked this. I don't know this band at all uh, because I hate Boston. So I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I i I know. I, I just don't know this band. I'd never heard of this them. This
1: was a first listen for me as well. So, hey,
0: dude, yeah, I didn't wow. know this band at all. No, I just you know, Gabe. There's a lot of albums in the world. Did you know this band already? You are looking like you do. Just from your no, you also didn't.
2: I mean, it's also only their second album too. So I mean, Fair it's enough. not like around forever there have been bands that have been around a lot longer than these guys that we had never heard of. So I don't feel bad about not having heard of them. Amen. They're an interesting collection of sounds. It it really kind of feels like, and it's probably like not to sound like the old guy on the call, even though I am the old guy on the call, it really just sounds like they just dumped a whole bunch of different genre influences in a bag, shook it up and then poured out whatever came out. (laughs) Uh, And I thought that really worked on some of the tracks on other tracks. I wasn't super duper into it. Mm -hmm. Um, the the singer has a very unique voice that at first i didn't like but as i listened to it i I grew to appreciate and eventually did like so it was a man is it angry it is very very (laughs) angry
1: uh, i feel like if it if it checked anything of the ben Lindsay requirement angry was checked for damn sure like circle checked and political
2: as fuck too dude yeah i mean this is uh, and Honestly, this is something that I've kind of been waiting for. And, and I'm sure that there's other stuff and other genres come out, but this is about the fucking protests of 2020. This is about that moment in a fucking very crystalline, real way.
1: Mm-hmm. It was. And I bet you that there will probably be a response of 2024 as well to go along with it. Like, they're going to vote every fucking election. That's for damn sure. And it's not going to be for Republican.
0: I, they probably love the Democrats too i'm pretty sure they do right i think they would say well we don't i'm not gonna put words yes. in their mouth well
2: no i agree with you david i <laughs> i think they are activists i don't know that they are like gonna vote blue no matter who <laughs> so yeah i think they're more likely to kill a bunch of the
0: people at the polling station but um yeah they're pissed i mean yeah. a lot of bands are but they're pissed in a way that is ugh, i think i agree not to be a broken record but laser focused on that moment in mm-hmm. 20 which i have very vivid and kind of awful memories of i mean that year is seared in our mind i mean that's the most guns i've ever had in my face in my life yeah was that period where he tried to get that odious monument down
1: so another thing that another band that the most closest album that I can think of that I remember hearing that these kind of line with is that Bloody Wood album from Out of India. Like, they sound very similar. Like, this is almost as English in returns of like protests as well compared to their, the multiple language they use in that fucking album. Just kind of like a argument against it. Like, it's, they, they seem very locked up together, like this moment of protest and outrage of 2022 sure.
0: Gen Z. I mean, if anything, and again, i don't want to go too far into this but i was literally talking about it yesterday if anything india slid much further right and anyway holy shit
3: it's an interesting comparison not the not the sort of actual historical comparison but the comparison of the two records because uh, i do remember that album the bloodywood album being pretty angry by the same token i think that there's something different here that's motivating the the music that the band uses to kind of as a vehicle for the, the viewpoints that you're expressing. So I think that we would all agree that it's a bit intense and over the top. Like, it's sort of like this, you know, it's sort of like power prog <laughs> if you wanna put a, like a real sort of common denominator on it. And it's just sort of like in your face. And the question that I would ask, which is kind of a an open question is like, what is a better strategy to get your message across Is it the strategy that maybe Bloodywood used, which is like kind of using catchiness and very, in some cases, pretty palatable kind of versions of Mm. uh, subgenres of metal to like get to the widest possible audience, even if you're doing another language? Or is it to kind of full-frontally assault the senses of the audience so that they actually pay attention to what you're saying? And my gut and like my you know, stupid, snobby, like Frankfurt School kind of, um, uh, you know, back of my mind is saying, like, what you really have to do to challenge people has to do with the form of the music. It doesn't really necessarily have to be the content. And I think that what my problem with this band, what this band is doing is not what they're saying, um, it's how they're saying it, which is to say, I find the -the over-the-topness completely distracting. So, like, there's so much stuff going on Like, I'm not even sure if I'm getting the message because there's so much stuff going on. Does that make sense? It does.
0: No, of course. The medium and the message and any other arguments. The Frankfurt School had a bunch of arguments about precisely that issue, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, To to me, the lyric. I mean, I think you you call this power prog. um, And I think that's a good description for the music. Um, I going to, to Bloody Wood, I felt that they were I enjoyed listening to Bloody Wood more like musically because I found that more engaging than I did this because this has some elements of uh, noise rock. But the lyrics are, although much more political, but they are meant to shock and offend in a way that I, makes me think of punk artists like Gigi Allen or stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so it is kind of like a synthetic line of that through there. Um, which is interesting because like usually, like I said, outside of punk, the only thing I can think of and, and they were never necessarily this crass, but like public enemy being this political or even NWA like with straight out of conflict. So so the, the I don't really think I have an answer to your question. I do think that it, it in some ways I think it, it kind of comes down to you need both. Because you need something that is more palatable, palatable to the mainstream. And let's be clear: the reason Bloodywood was more palatable is also because India is more oppressive than the United States is. Um, so you can't like, you can't say that. Th- I mean, as bad as things are here, you can still say this shit without uh, certain people. And these are all at least white presenting people uh, in this span can can say this stuff and get away with it in a way that like, if you try to do this in like Iran or. India or Brazil, you know, you might not get away with it. So, but I do think you need both. It's the old, it's the old argument that you need a, both a Martin Luther King and a Malcolm X.
1: Yeah. And you know, a band that kind of like a similar in turn of like the way they kind of play with song structures and stuff that kind of came to mind while well, listening to it is system of a down, because it seems very similar to how they wrote songs and how it bounce around here and there and kind of get very kind of like creative in what they did and stuff, but also kind of these guys are much more hammer over the head with their message in terms of lyrics than System of Down is was, I would say. System of Down had a little more allegory to their writing than these guys do. These guys are uh no, you fucking know what they're talking about within 30 seconds of hearing them.
3: That is if you aren't distracted by the music. <laughs> That's That was sort of like my point about it is that Yes, um, they are sort of very blunt and direct with the lyrics, but it's not like, you know, as much as that punk spirit is running through it, Ben, you're not going to like hear, th- this isn't like a hardcore punk band that's just like screaming the message at you in a very immediate way. There's like harmonies. <laughs> There's yeah. like, no, totally. um, you know, they're doing like weird stuff with with the the, the melody, like the song structure is not 100% the same every single time. And while that's interesting, it led me away from like what their message was. Maybe. Maybe not everybody.
0: Now I'm starting to question whether Boston is sending Gabe subsidy to like every Boston album.
1: The check sound clear for this one. <laughs> exactly exactly. <laughs> that's the whole
3: reason
0: why I haven't uh... 100%. This is a cry for send a yeah. second check.
1: <laughs> <They make laughs> threats, and he's, telling, he's letting them know he don't deal with threats
0: I, I don't want to overstate this and it's going to be maybe a slightly weird question are there ways in which this is a, a boston thing i don't know and i don't i'm not the one to know i mean i've been to boston but i don't know it a thousandth as much as gabe does i was just curious about that angle
3: not that not that i can see necessarily i mean i think that we can we can talk about massachusetts as like um a it's a place that from my experience anyway it's staunchly like it's it's um conservatively liberal Yeah. so like sure. Romney? It's, well it's just like it's very it's i think it's become very complacent in, in in the fact that it's like sort of like this liberal place and it's not it's not actually like the most liberal place on earth it just happens to have a sort of tradition of being that way and you know these people obviously see right through that <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um I, I I have to also say, like, I don't agree with them everywhere. Um, and I kind of object to the way that they express themselves at points. So I know that they are trying to be abrasive. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, whatever they're doing is working. But I think that there are some places that I would just say, you got to back off and not use the kind of language that you're using. If you're trying to be taken seriously um, or if you're trying to, you know, create an argument that's compelling. Um, One one example of this would be in the song Esther Weeps. I found it vaguely anti-Semitic. And like, it's because they use the word shekels and it's completely not necessary to use that word. And it just, it sounds like a dog whistle to me. I don't appreciate that. And this all may or may not go hand in hand, but they have a song against circumcision. And as a Jewish person, like, you know, I have certain opinions about it. Uh, everybody has the right to their opinion about it and to do what they want to do. But I felt that it was um, completely superfluous and on the level of the other, and considering the level of the other issues that they talk about, totally insignificant. Like it is not a world-threatening issue. It is not a sure. world-historical issue. So I think they need to rearrange their priorities. No, it's fair. Man, they really yes. didn't give you a check, did they? <laughs> if
1: they did or man, I would be in trouble too.
2: <laughs> well Tracy what tracks did you like it's apparently a very hard question
1: well him saying that so like I want to say all of the tracks because I did not have obviously did not have the issues Gabe had with it but also I don't deal with those issues in life so um but yeah all the songs I dug this album like if I would have listened to it last year I probably would have made Top 10 to 15, depending on just how things so. fell. And David, Gabe, what are y'all's thoughts?
2: Well, I'm definitely not an all of them on this. Um, I, I I liked Wasp, um, Rosefire. I enjoyed seeing the elephant, Flower Children, the rest of it. I thought Esther Weeps was like an interesting idea, and I didn't catch the, the possible anti-Semitic dog whistle, I have to say, um, when I listened to it. So that makes me want to listen to it again closer. There there is a lot here and uh it is somewhat crudely wielded, which is fine. But
3: I guess I'll go ahead and say I think that Wasp is like a pretty epic, though too long kind of track that I, you know, at least enjoy the idea of. And um Flower Children, I would shout that out, you know, hurry up and die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that I think is where I would, where I'd say it ends. I should also say that like, I'm, I'm probably sort of biased toward this kind of thing too, because like I've had a problem for a really long time with bands that seem to be just like very focused on just political things and to the detriment of other stuff. This, I think the problem is sort of the opposite where I think there's a lot of concentration on how it's going to sound, but It sort of takes away from everything else. Interesting. So I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing. But I it's interesting to know that this exists. Um and that, you know, that people are listening to it and, you know, getting something out of it. I don't have a ton to add. I also like
0: wasp. I also like Ghost Mother. I don't know. It's maybe just a thing I think about a lot as a parent and talking to these students here. Uh, flower children holy shit that song anyway yeah i liked most of these but it is a little bit hit or miss as you say i mean it's a little uh, i mean uh, props to them for trying out variety but um i did like the production on this but i'm very much of the wall of sound school of well, that's just maybe because new metal ruined me i don't know why that well would be. i mean
2: i will agree with that i would say that if the production wasn't as good doing what they're doing would have fallen apart and it would have sounded terrible
0: i agree with that i haven't watched this video yet my heroin i'm sure it's terrifying it's just on apple it's like at the bottom
2: i mean you all can probably see it (laughs) but um, that brings us to the fourth album gabe's um which is the debut album by transgressive extreme transgression released on march 4th of this year 2023 it was released independently it has a runtime of 41 minutes and 25 seconds Transgressive is Leono Hayward on bass, Joshua Payne on lead guitars, Alicia Cardisco on lead vocals and rhythm guitars. And they did bring in Lux Edwards to provide some additional vocals, and Brent Nagle to do some drum programming. And Brent Windenogel also did the editing, mixing, and mastering. So, how'd you find this
0: random Arizona hard? There's a lot going on here. Like, how did you find this game?
3: Yeah, I just I basically just found it as uh, as you find new albums, you see that new albums are coming out, and I heard it described as you know as political and thrashy and melodic. So I wanted
1: those for sure.
3: I I wanted to check it out, Um, and it just so happened that um, someone had created a, a a grab bag where that might be a really welcome choice. So. I I really, uh, I dug it when I listened to it, and I dug it even more, like, you know, going back to it for this. You know, this is like, it's catchy, it's aggressive, um, it's kind of, you know, pretty full-on left-wing, and it's queer-focused and queer-forward, so I, I really think that that is not necessarily something you find every day, so good to throw a spotlight on that and say we need more of it and... I figured at least someone would like this too because uh it is fast and angry and political
0: (laughs) can i read you the titles of their singles have you looked at their singles so there's seize the means of reproduction with incel incinerator and seize the means of reproduction then there's fetus factory with fetus factory and abort the courts and then the last one is Defenestrate the Magistrate. So those were the, because this was supposed to be like a kind of a one-off thing, or I was just reading, they were talking about like, was it necessarily supposed to become a band or whatever? And then.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know about all that, uh, but like they formed in 2021, broke up in January, of 2020, then reformed in April of 2022, or excuse me, 2022, January. 2022, 2022. They did not go back in time and break up though. That would have been pretty epic. Um, No, this was like my only complaint with this at all is that it is a little bit samey throughout um, because it is basically just thrash all the way through and it's their first album. But, dude, it's really fucking cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a Bauer introduction, album and they definitely got some shredding chops.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a
3: lot of uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the guitars. And I think. One thing that I wasn't surprised or that I was surprised that I kind of liked was that the melodic stuff has kind of power metal-y like kind of sensibility to it. And it actually kind of works. Like it really just makes you kind of, um, it kind of hooks you. So I was glad to, to, you know, spend some more time with that. And also to spend some more time just like listening to what, what the songs are about and given, you know, over our, what we've already said about kind of the, the uh, hard right turn um, that we're experiencing, basically rights for gay people, you know, trans rights, are just so, so important to like, realize that is really in flux and really difficult to um, deal with. And that everybody needs to be working on it.
2: Well, <laughs> right. And like, this is also like the, a place where by them voicing this, it is actually putting them in real danger in certain parts.
3: Oh, of for sure. For You're sure.
2: Right. You so, know.
3: There
2: go, so um, So, uh, extreme kudos to that and, and standing up and you know, like claiming this space in this music genre that we love, which, you know, has its silliness and inherent, like unfortunate misogyny and mm-hmm. some racism and everything else that that are built into it. But like standing up and like ex- making, trying to make it the, the big tent that we often claim it is.
1: Well
2: said. I hope they do more.
1: Me too. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to hear. Yeah, me
0: too. I mean for
1: a I think maybe
3: day. the reason that um they may not actually be a band or like you know, we're almost not a band or something is because they're all doing other stuff. I think they all have other projects, if you're yeah. not mistaken. I think you're
2: right.
1: Like I know Leona has an album for Project Ryan Road Wolf that I want to check out before the end of the year. Something kind of like it's just like there's like three different bands for each of them, and they're all like we got an album release this year. Thanks, guys.
2: Well, Project Rone Wolf has an album releasing the release this year as well.
1: Yeah, so. that's the one I want to check out for sure. Yeah. Um, Hold on, I'm quickly looking
0: at what it said on Bandcamp. What did it say? Yeah, Transgressive is a thrash band comprised of you know these people. The band started with two two song charities as a quick project. Temporarily broke up, but decided to continue. So it was sort of like it was. Yeah, they were doing it to raise money okay is what no, i'm just this i'm just looking at band camp yeah, yeah, yeah. where i stumbled across them last night like, the band will continue to raise charity through songs with leftist political messages satire and classical thrash tongue-in-cheek charm that's what it says so yeah, yeah. this was a a, a money jet ge- for four leftist causes this was a money generating thing originally
2: that's cool yeah and it looks like uh alicia does a lot of stuff um in power metal so i guess that's where that power metal influence gave so rightly identified comes from so awesome
0: yeah, I was really pleased. I mean, two out of these four bands i never fucking heard of in my life. But yeah, <laughs> tonight, thanks. right? Like, no, that was cool. So uh, that was that was nice. Or, or, yeah, I like that. And from very different parts of America, right? It was kind of all over the place. We got some LA, we got some Arizona, we got some Boston, we got Kentucky by way of Minnesota or whatever. So, you know, okay. it's all over the place. We could maybe do an international Antifa at some point, right? Because we could, anyway, I'm just thinking of future, future grab bags. We continue doing them. That would be another option. Atif Abroad. Yeah, can probably
2: definitely do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if you knew this, Ben, but people are kind of upset in other countries also.
2: What? <laughs> no, I, no. I, I have not heard that. You don't no.
0: say. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Stupid um, era.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was something I wanted to say. Oh, sorry. Something you mm-hmm. can say about this band. The production on this was pretty good as well you like get to track that's yeah, so. all right yeah it's,
0: it's pretty good considering i'm sure it costs five dollars yeah you know, just, cool. you know right i mean they're doing a lot with very little and i know this era makes that easier than it used to be but still you know mm-hmm. you gotta do it do <laughs> so,
2: oh. have to do it
1: yeah and you can kind of tell the drums are programmed just from like the quality behind them like they're kind of missing yeah. like the the pete Sandoval of all power behind it. i guess is what you say like i don't quite like you definitely <laughs> don't. it's 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 always the lowest thing in the mix as you're listening man. to it
2: i mean you know that's it's pro tools or or whatever some drum patch that they bought But I mean, it worked yeah.
3: that <laughs> said i think the drums sound okay here compared to the the first album that we were talking about <laughs> where, where <laughs> i think i i mean not to go all the way back there but seriously man that mix is a little off Do you mean Bollywood You mean Bloodywood?
1: No, No.
2: Panopticon. Oh, 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 you mean
3: tonight? I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Because the mix is off on purpose in that entire thing. It's purposely (laughs) done.
3: It's on purpose.
1: (laughs) We just make it rough. Just, just rough.
3: You think so? I don't know. Anyway,
1: that's like rule number one of Black Metal.
3: Well, it was also
0: 2012.
1: Yeah, but,
3: but again, but again, there. Anyway, that's a whole other album. We already passed <laughs> yeah, it. But like, <laughs>
1: that's eleven year difference. That's right. That's like. Oh um,
3: but anyway, yeah. For the fact that they're programmed, like I think they sound not too terrible. Yeah. For being programmed.
1: I didn't realize they're programmed, but it's like looking at the lineup. It's like, where did the drums come from? Where's like, the drummer? They, yeah, like I was kind of like, did somebody like this kind of pull of duty? Just like, all right, fuck it, like, I'll do it. And just kind of like. Final tap, they just blew yeah, up just...
0: at the end of their set.
1: I guess so. Alright, one person hit the snare, another person hit like a hi-hat and just kind of like <laughs> record it that way and just kind of like, okay, bass drum guys, let's go.
0: It just... No, it's like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, right? That <laughs> exactly. suit with the <laughs> yeah,
1: but They're all just doing a different instrument. Right?
0: Amazing. It was drum collective that refuses to be named.
1: Mm-hmm. Ready for tracks on this one or? Naturally.
3: Why not? Yeah, why not indeed. Raise your glasses, guys. All of them yeah i want to shout out um built on genocide "Feet to the fire and victims of conception that one's going out to the state of ohio or <laughs> indeed enshrining the right to abortion in the constitution did you
0: all not to get off on this tangent too far see that onion headline ohio narrowly defeats referendum to nuke ohio i did see that <laughs> 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 which i said that to jared rosenberger who too if you know he was like too real because he basically is ohio <laughs> in human form uh, i guess i'll go next obviously all of them i mean fuck <laughs> i mean it's only 41 minutes it's well constructed oh my god yeah. if it. you
1: like one take the ride it's essentially what it is yep that's I'm where, just where i'm gonna, at on it
0: uh, no me too and i'm just gonna give a shout out to built on genocide because of where i am And then uh, also, I gotta give a shit out to Landlord landlord Liquifier. I don't know, something about that is so vivid. And I was, before this, I had a long layover in London, which is essentially a dictatorship of landlords in ways that even I didn't understand. That's a conversation for later, but holy shit, y'all, some of the stuff that's going on there right now. I don't know if you knew this, but Britain is fucked up. (laughs) Anyway. Different podcast, but uh, yeah, this take this ride, man, or don't like if this isn't for you, just leave now.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm very much take the ride. If you're a fan of one, you're gonna like them all, yeah. but I want to give extreme shout out to Built on Genocide, Feet to the Fire, like gave Stonewall. I actually enjoyed as well as a bit as well.
2: Yeah, um, I agree sure. with everything said, and the only add me to the chorus of Built on Genocide, but the only track that I want to shout out that hasn't been said is We Protect Us, mm-hmm. that's a fucking banger, too.
0: It is good shit
2: and also oh, bury mean rainbow flags holy totally
0: fuck no kidding dude
2: dude i mean like wow <laughs> I
0: right, well, dude when i looked at the, the song titles i'm like surely this isn't ironic well i didn't know but i mean obviously it's not well you never know anymore but then i'm like gabe That's wouldn't true. pick this if it were i just had this whole like mm. wait wait yeah you know, anyway because we live in a stupid era but no gabe uh knocked this one out of the park because gabe made this album with his mind indeed he
3: did <laughs>
2: in massachusetts
3: <laughs> in
1: massachusetts
3: <laughs>
2: Well, that's, that's directed at the
0: with With that sweet message is, is it's about. money.
2: Massholes. Very me rainbow flags, <laughs> you assholes. Oh, amazing.
0: Oh, shit, y'all. Is it time to grade all these? It is time. It is time.
1: Oh, snap. I guess it is. It is. It's going to be fun. All right. Easy, right?
0: Rage. Well, it is pretty easy. I mean, you know, there's some hairs that may need to be split. But So with Rage, I don't even remember what I gave the first one. Well, we
1: got Panopticon first, though, David.
0: Oh my God, you're so right. I'm sorry. I'm real tired, y'all.
1: <laughs> David's just ready t- to start talking about range. Uh, he's, he's ready to hit that 102 before he gets a <laughs> yeah, to talk about like,
2: it. Me, let me get in here hot before <laughs> let me get in hot before they,
1: they hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> All 103.
0: Right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> just kidding, let's everyone. Let's do the right <laughs> one
1: first. <laughs> Panopticon, Kentucky.
2: Yeah, Panopticon, Kentucky. I really like this. I like this a lot. Um, I'm probably going to wind up thinking that I gave this too low a grade, but I'm going to give it an A minus.
1: I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to get an A minus as well.
0: I'm going to come in only a hair lower because, like Gabe, I agree occasionally the execution was a little off and I don't want to think about my recorder. So, (laughs) no, but we're not talking a lot lower. I'm going to give it a B plus. Right. So, yeah, I like this. This is a solid B plus for me. It's good shit.
3: So, the surprise of knowing I'm rounding out the bottom of this with a B. I think the idea of this is really great. Maybe the sound isn't as good as I'd like it to be. And um, the black y stuff is black metal-y, but uh, it's still pretty cool. I would still recommend it and it's still, you know, got a really important message.
1: All right, Because it's an average of 89, would you buy this album, gentlemen? I would. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would. Alrighty. Now- Gabe,
0: Gabe likes a good concept, so...
1: <laughs> now now david how what a plus are you giving this album
0: i don't yeah i'm t- <laughs> i don't know what i gave the two the, the first album but it pretty much should be a hundred i'm gonna come down a little not i actually think this is a better album but i understand historically it's maybe not quite as important what did i give it
1: so you weren't on board for that was pre-u oh we did Rage right. Against machine and for record ben gave it 95 i gave it 98 evil empire I- Ben gave it 82, I gave it 92, and you gave it a 96.
0: <laughs> Flavor's an A. So I would <laughs> say the first one is 100, the second one's a 96. I'm going to put this one at a 98. Okay. <laughs> of course I am. Not that I'm supposed to be grading the other ones, but surprise, motherfuckers. Anyway, yeah, this is a 98.
2: Yeah, I'll give it a B plus.
1: I'll take it. So, I gave the first one that 98, and I feel like I'd actually kind of drop it down to an A now, because I think I like this one better musically overall, and give this one a 98 mm-hmm. instead. If I could That's retroactively kind of...
0: I agree with you, this is a better album. I just always, as you know, because I'm a goddamn historian, have this whole, like, bump up or down for historical significance, which is very yeah. subjective, but... Eh.
3: I'm going to actually give this one a 95. I think it's really great. Hell yeah.
1: All right, I think it's an average of ninety-five. I'm assuming we all have bought mm-hmm. our own this album at some point. <laughs> yes, like just
0: the- a, we did, <laughs> and we would. Is the answer here?
1: <laughs> it is. I would. Mm-hmm. All right. The offering the elephant. All right, not the. Just yeah, it's just the that. elephant. Beware the elephant. Seeing the is. elephant, my dude.
0: There we go. Be the elephant you want to see in the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this an A minus minus a ninety-one. Like it was actually kind of surprising. I didn't know what to expect coming into it. And when I first heard it, that is not what I fucking expected. I will say that at the least, especially seeing it on a lot of end-year lists. But it would have been on my if I would heard it in time. So definitely 91.
0: I am gonna come down only a hair, just because like Gabe, occasionally I'm like, eh, this is a little mess. <laughs> like it just like occasionally it's a bit of a mess. Uh... I don't know. It doesn't entirely work in terms of the genre mixing, but I'm going to give this a B plus. This was good shit. I mean, it's like a death scream against
2: everything we live in, so for me, B+. I'm going to come down a little bit more than that. I, I basically agree with what David said about it being a death scream, and some of those death screams I would scream along with, others I would not. And that's fine, but I think it's a B-.
3: Once again, no surprises here, rounding out the bottom with a C+. Uh, if you like Power Prog anyway, you're probably going to like this. And also if you share these guys' viewpoints, you'll totally dig it and you'll have nothing to say about how they say what they believe in. Do I think that, uh, if I had the same viewpoints, I would express them this way? No, I would, I would, sure. I would choose a different musical means. Uh, it's too busy. So okay, I think that's like, that's basically the main complaint that I have and I'm not trying to make political music. So maybe I'd be a failure at it. <laughs> but, um, you Know kudos to, th- to these guys for trying
1: that gives us an average of 85. Would you buy this album? I would, I would as well. I don't think Ben or David or Ben or Gabe would just make upgrades nope. alone. Uh, yeah, I don't
2: know. Nope, I would not. I would, not. I, would, I would, I would pull a Gabe and buy the tracks on it that I want to pull Pulling a Gabe, <laughs> well, it's, called,
3: it's, it's called owning um iTunes or owning Apple Music, yeah, millennial. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we to go, <laughs> Napster!
2: You own iTunes.
0: You own.
1: <laughs> I don't think you, can you even the, buy music on Apple Music anymore.
0: The files are in the computer. Yes, you can. I mean, yes, oh. yes, you can. I still do occasionally because I still I'm not as hardcore as Ben, but sometimes I'm like I gotta give these people more than a
3: thousandth of one cent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or whatever. I, the bought, it, I bought it. I
0: bought it
3: to a low track on there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. To <laughs> oh, fellow.
1: Transgressive, extreme transgression.
3: Hit us, Uh This is going to be a, an A in 93. I really, really dig it, and it's definitely
2: going on my end of the year list somewhere. Nice. I'm going to come down a little bit from that. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a whole lot. It'll probably be on my end of the year list, too, but I'm going to give it a B B+.
0: I probably the surprise of no one exactly where ben is because it is a tiny bit samey and uh, the drum i don't know i'm a bit of a drum whore but nonetheless this is absolutely a B plus trending upward i think the more i listen i've to admit i only spun it like two or three times so but I'm well, like f- i said i can't wait for them to
2: release something else
0: i really know too. It. me it's too for debut album is a fucking banger but yeah i'm yeah. gonna give this one a b plus as well
1: oh uh, like david and ben i'm gonna give this a b plus as well Would be interesting to see what they do next with what's coming up. I don't know if it'll make my interview list just from the sheer quantity that's on my interview list, we'll kind of keep it from getting that. So, coming in at place 274, it's it's like coming in place of like 45 or 60 at the moment, like if if I was to mention, so like it's kind of like that. Like, mm, sorry, I get it, but that gives us an average of 89. I think we'd all buy it.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah that tells you. I mean, the whole point of it was to make money to help people. So, yes. Right.
2: 100%.
0: Yeah. Well, shit, y'all. This
2: was cool. This is the thing
0: well, we this... did.
1: Next year, you got to do the other foot side of it. Yeah. yeah. Stuck Mojo
0: <laughs> Blast would basically take care of that in some ways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking iced earth. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it. No, <laughs> death I
2: mean,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, that that. Okay, we just named it one from Stuck Mojo, one from Iced Earth, one from 500 death, for Death, for for, for for and then what? Carrie King talking into.
3: A Please mind. don't make me pick one. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Gabe just hangs <laughs> up, make like, me. Um, I was on. Gabe just misses <laughs> that weekend. Just, oh, He's sad. like, "Oh no, I have
3: to do a thing." I get like a sign the Five Finger Death Death Punch thing, and I'm just like. <laughs> I just quit okay,
1: um speaking of getting assigned. This next one's gonna be fun. It's my grab bag. the uh parameters, my wife made me do it. You oh, it. That's right. I well, love it. I'll have April pick it for you, then Ben, you know your life partner made you do it. How's that sound? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, you could completely just like, yeah, April totally chose this fucking album and <laughs> just pick one you want to hear. <laughs> um,
2: actually, I do think, uh, and I might ask her about it. But she's going to be like, what do you want for your stupid little podcast? But I, I can think of an album that she listened to back in the day by a band that we have not done that like, would be interesting.
1: Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you know which one of mine is. It's going to be Sleep Token. Because i knew God. it was gonna
0: be that or another evanescence i mean it was gonna be i
1: was actually really
2: expecting it to be another Evanescence.
1: it's sleep token that thing's been on fucking repeat this entire year so i'm just gonna i get it i know it's her jam she keeps asking have you done it yet? no uh, you do
2: it? maybe gonna... you, you, you best come correct or else the knife oh will come yeah out. dude
0: i also yeah. know i don't even care what state she is in she'll like hear you through the through the walls or whatever so watch your shit tracy
1: yeah
0: if you all of a sudden you room? see
1: me like a die like something comes out of my chest aliens uh <laughs> alien style we know what Chef's
0: happened Chest her best <laughs> well shit i'm looking forward to it that sounds fun
1: yeah i mean if to see what your significant others kind of pull out
0: yeah the, i you for the reminder i'm like what did i pick oh nothing yet but i'll talk to her when i get back <laughs> home she's gonna have the same reaction she's like that thing uh, i know we'll see what she says <laughs> right
1: <laughs> She's like, I don't know, whatever you want.
0: You're still doing that? No, I'm just kidding. She's very aware I'm still doing
1: this.
0: <laughs> that became clear when my wife met Gabe's wife and they had the same expression on their face.
1: <laughs> they were like, literally at the same time, they were like,
0: mm-hmm. it was like the straight lines emoji, like.
1: That happened at all. Maybe like, they should start their own texting of like, Wives of Thunderdome just the w- just so they can- wives of
0: Thunderdome yeah. and then kids of Thunderdome and then Bride yeah. of Thunderdome
3: and- I brought I brought this up to my wife the other day the, the upcoming uh okay. grab bag and she was like you want me to do what now Um do I have to review something and I was like no no you don't have to review the album you just okay, have to pick the you. album and um <laughs> she's like does it have to be metal I was like no no it does not have to be metal
1: I would like for it to be metal yeah, you know, I mean, somebody, we'll, uh, here's, we'll, so here's what's gonna happen. Gabe's gonna be like, here's these albums. I just kind of slide portal closer and closer to her. she's going to decide which one's gonna be just like, yeah, I yeah. Refer it's be to be metal. But
3: well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what's Gabe, gonna happen.
0: Tracy, you don't have to stay married to her, so you don't get to decide. You have to <laughs> stay married exactly. to Bailey, so. <laughs> Oh, shit, y'all.
1: Well, this was a, a fun thought experiment. Indeed
2: it
1: was. Was hope everyone had fun and tune in here next time on Thunderdome Metal Reviews.
2: Okay.